0: What's up, this is Afrojack, and this is my special Trapped Out theme song exclusively for the Walkers and Talkers podcast with David Brody and Jamie. Who the hell's in charge here? That's what the rules are. Jack, thank yeah, thank you, Afrojack. It's
1: pretty sick that we have our own theme song. Yeah.
0: I'm not gonna lie. I love every time we do this. I just, I, listen, it's, do you, know, do you ever heard have the word, uh, heard the word Shinara? Sh-
1: no. Shnora. It's oh, Yiddish. I like it, though. A
0: shnora is it's like uh, someone who's a little pushy. Like if you if you gave me like um $5, I'd be like, oh, "I can't get 7?"
1: Shnora. A shnora. A shnora. So Oh, I'm going to start using that. I so like for that. those
0: of you that didn't hear the original story, <laughs> I know you guys listen in order, but not everybody listen to all uh, 111 episodes before this. Yes. First of all, welcome to episode 112. Welcome. Yes. Walkers and Talkers. I'm David Brody from Mel's in the Morning Show and that's Jamie from Light FM. So, uh, I was editing the Walkers and Talkers podcast. Let's say episode, uh, I didn't know, it was a long time ago. That's was episode 30, 40, 50, oh I gosh, know, was a while ago, Oh my gosh, so
1: long ago. And
0: they're like, oh, we have an interview coming in. We're going to need the studio. I'm like, all right, it's got to finish editing, yeah. you know, and convert it to file and whatever. So, and who's coming in? Afrojack. Oh, Afrojack. Love Afrojack. So, he comes in with his people and he hears me editing us talking about The Walking Dead. And he says, you know, in his voice, he's like, what is that? I love Afro. I love The Walking Dead. I said, Oh, um, Mr. Jack. <laughs> I said, Well, I do a podcast with my co-host Jamie. We love The Walking Dead. He's like, oh, don't tell me anything. I'm a few episodes behind. I said, okay, I won't say yeah. anything. And um I said, Boy. Oh man. Would it it would it, you know it would be great if we had like an Afro jacked up version <laughs> oh. of the Walking Dead theme song, as a joke. He goes, you'll have it tonight. I said, why? He goes, yeah, I'm going back to the hotel room. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll mix that up for you tonight.
1: That is wild.
0: And, and sure enough, I got an email that night of this. I was like... What? He actually, you know what? A, he did a longer version with the, uh, the theme song as part of it. Yeah. So let's see if I... Hold that up. So he put. So you the- were
1: the schnooker? Is that the word no,
0: Schnurra. No.
1: Oh, schnurra. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so he put the
0: original theme song on the front of it, which I cut off because it's too long yeah. to get to the point for us. Yeah. But in my car, I have the full version on the old USB drive. <laughs> You'll hear it where it comes in, where you normally hear it. Right there. That's it. Yeah. So he put the two together. All I just right. chopped off the original, first of all, for copyright reasons, and for two, it's like 30 seconds to get there, but
1: yeah. So you're, look what the schnurra got you, that's like a, a little,
0: yeah, I was like, uh, well, I was, you know, I was joking, but I wasn't joking, I was like,
1: hey! Anyway, that's for, pretty amazing, he just totally went with that.
0: Yeah. I didn't try it on Diplo or Calvin Harris when they were up here, or Marshmallow, oh. but I should have.
1: Oh, why not?
0: I should have. Like Mister Mellow,
1: Mister Mister Marsh,
0: but I feel like Afrojack's our guy. I don't want to like yeah. get all the the top level DJs yeah. to to do it, but
1: I mean that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So anyway, there you go. <laughs> okay, so this is our second episode this week, which yes. will finally catch us up to Preacher. Yeah, because we did episodes one and two of the season three of Preacher on episode one eleven. Yes, this is one twelve. This is episode three. We're going to talk about. We're all caught up. All caught up. Now I'm going to say the same thing I said. A couple of days ago, I love the people that don't watch the shows and like, we listen anyway because they like us, which is quite a compliment.
1: yeah, very much a compliment because preachers hard to follow sometimes. but
0: you should watch The Walking Dead Fear The Walking Dead and Preacher so that you can appreciate this even more yeah because you're like, oh, it, I feel like I know what's going on, but it's these shows are visual.
1: The Walking Deads on Netflix, you can totally catch up by October. Oh, I think
0: this weekend is this weekend Shane weekend?
1: Um, oh, it might be. And last weekend was Carol? Yeah, the weekend before it was Governor.
0: Yeah, so this yeah. is Shane. So they're playing the best episodes of Shane, oh. which isn't a lot. It's only on two seasons. Oh, sorry, Shane's dead. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, but John Bernthal, looks like he's going to be back for season nine. Hmm. So let's talk about some The Walking Dead news. Uh, the new showrunner, Angela Kang, uh, was talking about uh, Denai Guerrero and how her career's blowing up. Oh, totally. And uh, now she, there's an uh, article that she might be in the new King Kong and Godzilla movie. What? or Godzilla versus King Kong, whatever order they wow. put it in. So, yeah, she's getting big blockbuster films. She said um, she's definitely a series regular this season, and then beyond that, that's out of my realm. We just know that we have lots of story we want to tell with Michonne. Yeah. So, that doesn't mean she's going to be there in season 10, um, but she might be.
1: Or she could film in the off-season. Or they'll so put we- a
0: long... Hair wig on somebody else. No, I know, but needs to be her. I know. Well, what do you do? If she leaves. Mm. You need Michelle, right? Ah, uh, the Emmy nominations came out. The Walking Dead did not get nominated uh,
1: again. Snubbed. Nicotero, oh,
0: Nicotero, I think got nominated for special effects, but
1: this year or last year? No. I think it was this year. Oh, okay. I could be wrong. We'll double check that. That was last year.
0: However, nominated for outstanding short form comedy or drama series, which I don't know how this counts, but I guess it does. The Red Machete, or Red what? Machete. Wait,
1: com- Wait, what was the category again?
0: Outstanding. See, this is the thing. You can't put comedies up against dramas. No. But this is a niche category. It's sort of like uh, they had to nominate weird things. So yeah. Outstanding short form comedy or drama series. Oh, I see. Gotcha. So, Red Machete was that... Little in between. Yeah, the in-between one-minute... Uh, every episode Around commercial. Taco Bell
1: commercials. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it showed the history of the red machete that Rick used to kill Gareth. Yeah. By the way, spoiler, Gareth's yeah, dead. he's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Uh, Gareth, rather, uh, from Terminus, one yeah. of the termites. Yeah. So, red machete, if you watched it, it, it could win an Emmy. Wow! I really hope it does. Uh, Angela Kang addressing Andrew Lincoln and Lauren Cohan exiting the mm. show. Now, nobody has confirmed Andrew Lincoln leaving. Oh, but, I thought it was confirmed. It's sort of like, but they're not saying what's going on. Ugh. And I told you I had theories about yeah. them not disappearing, not being killed.
1: Like open-ended.
0: Well, here's the thing. And I, I've listened to other... So she did this art, this interview with uh, THR. I forgot what that stands for. doesn't matter. Don't tweet me. And I don't think anyone has picked up on this. Because I've heard other podcasts and YouTubers talk about this article. Here's what she said. And you see if your eyes light up like mine did. We don't want to spoil anything, Kang told THR. With anything that happens on the show, no matter who goes in any given season, we're always having to say goodbye to people. And it's heartbreaking for us us as people, but it's always in service of the story. We just hope that people will come along on the ride with us because I'm very proud of what we're doing. With Lauren... She said she she has said that she would like to come back to the show and we would love to have her back. We think there's more story with Maggie to tell. We already have some plans brewing that I think are pretty cool.
1: Okay, so she's totally not gonna die.
0: Well, according to that, she's not I mean,
1: that's pretty blatant that she's saying it without saying it. Maggie's well, look, long live Maggie.
0: That's one of a couple of things. That's she's not dying and she will heath it.
1: It doesn't mean she won't disappear.
0: Right. She could heath it.
1: Oh, I totally agree with that.
0: Right? Or she could die, and then they bring her back in flashbacks when her kid mm. gets older. Like, th- as the kid gets
1: I, I feel like the way she worded that specifically, it sounds like she might keep he- it and then come back. It doesn't sound like a flashback. It sounds more involved than a flashback to me. That yeah. statement. Yeah.
0: So now I told you I thought Rick was going to go in the helicopter and mm-hmm. then just go to the Commonwealth for a few weeks or a month. Which, in The Walking Dead time, could be. could be a season and a half.
1: Could be two seasons. <laughs>
0: like, he could go learn, want to learn the technology or see how they do things. Yeah, totally. And he brings Maggie with him because he wants her to see, like, oh, Hilltop, let's, for growing food and whatnot. Yeah. And so, I think there's a chance that they just heath it and don't die. And
1: don't, we, they don't resurface
0: for or, a while. or Rick gets kidnapped by some group that's going to be there on the be show. There
1: might snafu along the way.
0: I just feel like they're going to not kill them because... This way, you keep watching. And then if they do come back, boom ratings.
1: Oh, totally.
0: Angela Kang also talked about changes that will take place on season nine. Uh, She says, we're seeing the world start to break down around our characters a bit more. I guess this is after the time jump. Mm -hmm. They run into challenges with things like the infrastructure breaking down around them and things they used to scavenge being in much shorter supply. We get to see a world where they're not relying on unstable gas. That's hard to find. Yeah. They are taming horses, They're pulling wagons, they're fashioning more hand weapons, so they don't have to rely on bullets anymore, which is why you need to keep Rick around,
1: because he was terrible
0: with a gun Mm. for for a police officer.
1: And Eugene, the maker.
0: Yeah, he doesn't need to make bullets anymore. Yeah. But if you have a bullet-making factory...
1: I mean, damn, there you go. uh,
0: So I don't... All right, anyway. uh, Is some of that danger from Maggie? So they asked her, like, is Rick in in danger from Maggie, because... We we left off in season eight. Maggie looked like she wanted uh, to. She
1: was triggered. She, yeah,
0: she said, uh, or will he anger? Will her anger over Rick's decision to spare Negan have cooled off since the season eight finale? Uh, she says we'll get into that when we start off. Life is good for Maggie, but Negan still lives in her mind, and the fact that Glenn's murder or Glenn's dead spoiler uh, wasn't put down weighs on her. She has to figure out what she has to do to set that right for herself. So if the time jump happens immediately, like we come back and they have time jump. Then she's had two years of Negan being in jail.
1: So do you think first episode right off the bat... hot? No pun intended. That, uh... <laughs> that was so cheesy, sorry. Yeah, was, that was
0: good. No, that was good. That was good. That
1: it's going to be the time jump immediately? Or that we're going to have, like, one episode, maybe, of an in-betweener?
0: Uh... No, I think it's going to be a time jump. It's just going to go right in. Previous into time jumps have just been...
1: And you're right. Well, then Maggie maybe will have cooled her jets a little well, right, bit. Right, the
0: baby's going to be born. He's going to be in jail for two years. Maybe yeah. she doesn't want to visit him. Yeah. But, uh, but in the comics... Negan talked to Carl a lot while he was in jail, and that's not an option. Yeah. So, does he talk to nobody?
1: Henry? I don't know. No, he
0: doesn't have a relationship with Henry.
1: No, that's not yet.
0: I mean, he can't talk to Morgan. Morgan's gone, so who would talk to him?
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. No Carol's cookies for him.
1: And they're delicious. Uh (laughs)
0: Mm hmm. Let's see. Oh, uh, TV line. She did an interview with TV Line, and TV Line asked her, What about the Whispers? Now that the show is introducing characters who are involved in their story in the comics, they've got to be coming, right? And she says, All I'll say is there are some really exciting things in store for fans of the comics. So, not saying much. That's like. I can't
1: wait to see how they're going to do that, portray that group.
0: Well, if if Magma and her girlfriend come in, and that's a big part of the. Yeah. That, you know, um, and then. They're
1: a sick, twisted group, but I'm very excited to see how they're going to do this.
0: A little bit. I don't. Th- I'm not the kind of people I want to hang out with.
1: Me either, but I'm excited to see it.
0: All right, let's talk about preacher. The <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, season three, episode three. Yes. You kind of teased that there was some penis uh, well, you action. You said go- D.
1: And I was going to say dingle, but then I didn't say dingle.
0: So, it's a a heavy dingle episode. Although, it's a small dingle.
1: Small dingle. Like a
0: three-inch Daryl Dixon?
1: Dingle friendly. Yeah. Who calls it a dingle, by the way? TC called it a dingle. I know. I'm just saying in real life, like, does anyone really call it their dingle?
0: No. (laughs) Unless someone were to find that attractive, in which case I would. That's. No, I don't call it a dingle. That
1: is, yeah. No. He's a sick character. Yeah. He's like creepy. He creeps me out more than anyone on that show, He's I creepy.
0: Think. He's also a little mentally challenged. Yeah,
1: and then he, like, smirks, and he's, it's yeah. just so weird.
0: Uh, He's like Igor on Frank, like, Frankenstein's, like, Madam.
1: Such a good episode, though. I'm loving the scenes, like, at, at Angelville. Like, I like that it's here for right now.
0: There's so much weird stuff. Like, uh, every time you think, like, the phone, oh, we're talking about the phone. Yeah, okay. Okay. So the episode starts off, Tulip's driving her uh, her fantastic muscle car, yeah. Chevelle, I believe, uh, to New Orleans to talk to the grail. She wants to fix things.
1: Heavy foot she has.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and she goes screeching into New Orleans and, yeah.
1: Holy crap, she's badass going in around the corner. Badass. I'm like, damn.
0: So she gets to the grail. She walks into the offices. Some guy's mopping the floor. The
1: poor janitor gets, like, punched <laughs> in the face. He's like, lady, I just work here. I just do the floors. <laughs>
0: uh, they've evacuated. They left just the poster of Jesus on the wall.
1: Yeah. And uh, they're gone. And a pack of their business cards on the floor. That's so, it. So,
0: yeah. So she uh, gets back in the car. She's driving to Angelville. She gets pulled over by a guy in a motorcycle. It's God in the dog costume uh, with his hot blonde behind him. <laughs> uh, he walks over to her car, he takes off his mask, and it's the fake it, God. It's the fake God, but it's really God. Yeah. But it's the same actor. And she's like, You look like the fake God. And he's like, That's by design. And she's like, like I blew it. I was supposed to f- kill the Grail, and I blew it. And she's like, He's like, that's by design. I knew you were going to fail.
1: She's like, you wanted me to mess up? So, yeah, she did everything she was supposed to do. He's like, you're an O'Hare.
0: It's the O'Hare curse. You're a failure. And she's like, listen, Jesse's trapped. He's like, that's by design. (laughs) Everything's by design. Which I guess is a, I guess it's like the writers are saying, like, that's just a catchphrase. Yeah. It's like when you can't explain something, you go, oh, God works in mysterious ways. And if God doesn't help you, you go, "God, God helps those who help themselves. Yeah. Well, if I help myself, I don't need God's help. Yeah. Exactly. So anything <laughs> exactly. you complain about God, there's some catchphrase that you can explain it.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, well, why do people kill each other? God gave you free will. So that's basically what he says to her.
1: Well, there is free will choice. Everybody can make their decision. Right, that's what he says to her. He yeah. says,
0: you you choose to screw up and live the life you did. I gave you free will. It's all you could end. have
1: chosen not to do that. Right.
0: right. He says, that it's a pattern of failure with you. Your father always said that. Anyway, he's t- he puts his hand on her face and he says, don't despair, I'm a loving God. And then he walks away to get back on his motorcycle and she gets out of the car. Oh, she's a little
1: sassy, sassy here. Yeah, uh,
0: forgetting I think that he's God. I mean, he's in a dog uh, yeah, costume, but anyway. I was
1: anyway. like, wait, settle down. So
0: she says, what are you doing down here on Earth? And he says, uh, I'm preparing a pass-fail test for all creation, but I can't tell you anything else. And she says, that's bullshit. The dog yeah. outfit, the there, ponytail, there it is. the hot girl on the bike. You're just here to screw around. She
1: had free will choice not to say that. Yeah, but right. But she did.
0: So he gets all pissed and glowy and slams <laughs> her into My, the car.
1: That was kind of awesome. Yeah.
0: And then uh, he pissed rides off, off. and glowy. And then she yells at him, like, as he's driving off, that she's going to she's gonna find she's him. He's
1: like, and, yeah, you better run. I'll
0: find you and I'll kick your ass.
1: Woo. Like, that's, that's, you know. god. Maybe you should rain right. uh, in a little bit. Exactly.
0: All right, just that was all bit. before the credits. Uh, come back, uh, your, your buddy TC oh, is operating on Cassie's bullet wound because he got shot last week in the shoulder.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and he gives him hemlock to breathe in, to anesthetize I love, him. I
1: love Cassidy. He's yeah. so freaking oh, funny. What is What's that? in there? Uh, oh, what? hemlock. Hemlock. Haven't oh. had that in a while. Oh, I like it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so he starts tell now he's a little high from the hemlock, and he starts telling TC about all the times he was shot.
1: Oh, my God. Shot, stab, cut in half. Cut in half with a samurai
0: sword. Okay, did you catch what he was saying with his Irish accent?
1: Which part? He said,
0: this one time a wife shot him with a two-barrel shotgun, and ironically, the bullets went through Cassidy and killed her husband who was blowing him.
1: Oh, my God, I missed missed that.
0: It sort of was like... She shot me with a two-battle gun. The bullets went through me. The ironic part was, uh, you know, she killed her husband who's was blowing me. <laughs> oh my God. You know, that was, um, that was a bad, uh, because he's like really cockney. But... Uh,
1: yeah. His, sometimes I have to rewind to catch everything he says. But... Exactly.
0: Well, you, and people go, well, just put on. See, this is the thing people always say. If you can't understand them, put on the closed captioning. But it's
1: still interpretation. Because it's some
0: guy typing as the show's going yeah. on. It's not official it's script. It's not official. People think that's the official script. That's it's so not official. Funny. It's not. It's like when you go to websites, you're like, the website says that's the song lyrics. No, some jerk sat there and listened to the song and wrote him down and typed him up, <laughs> or somebody copied and pasted it from another jerk that yeah. did it. No, but it says it on the website. <laughs> Listen, I had a I had a parody that I did in 1999 called "Hit." Uh, it was a parody of "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I it was about when Britney Spears she had broken her leg, and she was 17 or early 18 when she broke her foot or something, and so she was out of the public eye for months. It wasn't like now with social media where your pictures are Uh, everywhere. So, it was 99, and when you break your leg and you're at home, there's no pictures of you. You're not doing videos. You're out of the public eye. When she came back out to perform, I think she did a Nickelodeon event, all of a sudden her her breasts were huge compared to what they were. Yeah. She had hit puberty, whatever. So, everybody thought she must have had a boob job. Yeah. So, I did a song parody called Make My Boobies One More Size. Right now, there's people (laughs) going, oh, my God, I know that song. It 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 was a monster. For I that do remember time,
1: that. I remember that.
0: It was a big hit on Z100 in New York.
1: That's hilarious.
0: And I sold it to radio stations around the country. It became a really really big viral thing yeah. before viral was viral. Yeah. So people were creating websites and and putting the lyrics up. And a <gasps> Tell lot me of they
1: mess up your lyrics. Well, here's
0: the thing. Some <gasps> some people were like, oh, it's written by Weird Al. First of all, I had a female singer who sounded like Britney singing it. Weird Al doesn't have other people sing his songs. So yeah. the fact that your mind can only wrap your head around the fact there's one person writing song parodies. Yeah. And if you remember Napster and LimeWire.
1: Oh my God, LimeWire, so yeah. So people
0: were posting my parody on there, and they would credit it to Weird Al. What? And I'm like, that's my song. Oh anyway, no. The, by the way, oh, I'll tell you a funny story about this song also, about Christina Aguilera. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, So they would post my songs. Now, one of the lines in the song was, I, I used to get very artsy, because I, th- I was writing them for me and not realizing that the audience wouldn't always get the references. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I think the line was, um, uh, was no B-cups, right? It was like, is yeah. this, right? Because in the real song, she goes, oh, oh, because yeah. I did no B-cups. And then there was another line where I did, my breasts were faux, F-A-U-X, okay. which is probably a little too artsy for a parody about boobs. <laughs> but I did my, uh, um, I said the, bre- my breasts are faux, whatever the line was. Yeah. And everybody on all the websites put, my breasts are full. Oh my
1: and God. And they put,
0: n- uh, no B-cups as no because. Right. And and there was a couple other mistakes.
1: Man, they got so that wrong.
0: Every website that put them up wrong, I would go first, I would email them. I was oh I my had, God. I, I love free time on my hands.
1: I was gonna say, wow, that's and, y- and so I would you're write being
0: them, a No sh- schnurra. <laughs> that's not what schnurra means. <laughs> no, I was being a douche. But it was my song. So I would email people and go, Hey first, first of all, it's my song, you need to yeah. put my name on it and credit my radio station. Yeah. Second of all, those lyrics are wrong. No, I heard them myself. I go, dude, I wrote them.
1: Oh my God! They're actually—they realize <laughs> they're not listening.
0: Yeah, I wrote that. And like, yeah, how do we know you wrote them? The, Weird Al wrote them. I go, Weird Al doesn't oh write.
1: Oh my God! They were insisting that Weird Al. Weird Al, Al
0: sings it. all of his own songs.
1: That is so funny.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so um, when that song was a big hit, it was 1999, right? Mm-hmm. The same year that Genie in a Bottle came out. So Christina Aguilera came into our radio station, the Elvis Street Morning Show. We interviewed her, and then afterwards, you um you have to go record IDs with the artists. IDs are like, hey, it's Christina Aguilera. You're listening to Elvis In the Morning Show. yeah. Or, yeah, you're hanging out with my pal Jimmy on, you know, <laughs> Kiss FM, whatever. Those are called IDs, identifiers. Yeah. Station IDs. Like, when we play Seth Rogan and you're listening to Walkers and Talkers, or Afrojack, we yeah. play that. Those are IDs. That's what they're called. And so, um, her manager, I was talking to a manager at the time. His name was Steve. And she was in the bathroom. And uh, he said to me, oh, what's the feedback on... What are you hearing about my... Because she was a new artist. Yeah. People didn't know who she was. He said, what's the word on Z100? It, what are you getting? Feedback, emails? And I said, you know, we used to go into the AOL chat rooms and, like, the pop music chat rooms and different things and listen and look at what people were saying so we knew who the popular artists artists were. It's not like Twitter where you just see what's trending. Yeah, yeah. We had to, like, do research. It was actual work. And I said, you know, a lot of people were criticizing, because there was a Britney-Christina competition. Like, they were both Disney girls. They grew up together. Oh, yeah. And so, off. right. So people were saying, "Oh, Britney is fake, and she uses pro, you know, um, uh, auto tune or whatever, and she's got fake boobs." And Christina Aguilera is this real powerful singer. She's a better singer. She's real. And so he says to me, "Could you tell her that when you when when we get a chance to talk?" I said, "Why?" He goes, "Well, she thinks she has to get breast implants because she, all the other pop stars have big boobs, and Britney has big boobs, and she's getting all this attention." And I said, you know, it's funny. I did this song, Make My Boobies One More Size. He goes, oh, I've heard that.
1: Oh, my God. And I God. said, I, we
0: kind of make fun of the fact that Britney may or may not have these, these fake boobs. And he goes, well, could you play that for her? I wanted to hear that oh like, you guys are goofing God. on her, on Britney. And we weren't making fun of Britney. We were just making fun yeah. of it. It was, it was the story of the day. And so when I'm doing the IDs, he says to me, play so I said, hey, you know, um, I, uh, Steve says to her, Hey, uh, ask David about whether or not you should get you should get breast implants. Now, this is Christina Aguilera asking me. Oh my me.
1: god! And, I, no and he goes, tell, tell her what,
0: tell her what you told me. So I tell her the story about Britney yeah. And she in chat rooms and what people are saying. And I said I did this song. He goes, oh, let me hear it. So I played the song for her, and she laughed her ass off. <laughs> but she did it like embarrassingly, like I don't want to laugh at Britney because they were sort of friendly. Yeah, yeah. And she didn't want, she wasn't like angry at Britney. She was just like, that's funny. Yeah. Like I shouldn't be laughing, but, but that's funny. kind of funny. So that's a little backstory about. Make my boobies one more size.
1: And the wrong lyrics. And
0: the wrong lyrics, which I think was the original conversation like yeah. 20 minutes ago. <laughs>
1: that's
0: yeah. That's a great story. Great story. Great story. Uh, anyway, so uh, he's hopped up on Hemlock and he starts talking about how uh, the husband was blowing him, right? Yeah. Uh, that's it. And the, you, the lyrics, that's where we came from. Yeah. Closed captioning. Okay. So TC gets suspicious, there's no scars on him. Like, what?
1: He's like, well, where are your scars No, I would have chalked
0: it up to him being stoned on the hemlock. And he's like, oh, he's just talking at his...
1: That's what, that's right. what I would have said.
0: Right. Uh, he leaves uh, the room with a kind of weird look on his face. And Cassidy drinks some blood he has in his bag. And his wounds heal. They close up. Yeah. Which they put the camera inside the wound. Which I thought was cool to watch the uh, it
1: was like the skin close. Yep. It was
0: in his shoulder. So the, it closed up. Um, cut to Tulip straddling Jesse. She mm-hmm. tells him about how she ran into God and how she's going to kick his ass, and then she says, I'm going to go take care of Grandma, and he's like, stay away from my grandmother. Stay away. Just don't go near her. Which, you know, she's not going to listen. No. TC tells Jody that Cassidy is a fast healer. He's like, what do you mean, fast healer? He's like, yeah, he heals fast. And Jody had that look like something's up.
1: Yeah, like, mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Uh, TC then talks to Tulip, and he says to her, uh, you want to see my dingle?
1: Oh, my. There it is.
0: Yeah. How many dates have you been on where guys have asked if you want to see their dingle? Because uh, you've had some bad dates.
1: I've had them put my hand on their dingle.
0: Like, no, like over the pants, though, right? Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, not really on the dingle.
1: I, well, I mean, it was a happy dingle. <laughs> I'm just being honest. It doesn't mean I went with it. I can't. I don't. Every time. Every time. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh my God.
0: Oh my God. All right. Uh Jesse goes to talk to Cassidy and he says, Uh, you know you're my best friend. Uh and Cassidy's like, I am? Yeah, I tell you that all the time. He's no, like, you
1: haven't. You never said it.
0: He then tells Cassidy, he's like, Listen, you gotta get out of here. It's dangerous. These people are monsters. You gotta go. And Cassidy's like, I don't care. I'm not leaving without tulip. I'm staying here. Uh and T C and Jody are coming up the stairs. So Jesse, knowing that they're gonna notice that he's not healed. Takes uh, a poker or a tire iron or like
1: something and like digs it in the wound. Whatever it was, it he open. stabs
0: him back in the same shoulder, uh, and uh, he takes his blood bags away. And he says, "If you're gonna stay here, it's gonna hurt."
1: Name of the episode?
0: Yeah, uh, and so Jesse tells. T- so TC and jo- uh, Jody walk in, and Jesse says, "It looks like he's not healing that fast after all." Yeah. Uh, Jody drives Jesse off to church. Because uh, that's he's got to go. He's going back to work basically, to go back and recruit people for Scam. Grandma, right? Uh, and Tulip goes looking for Grandma. She walks into her room. She sees the soul-stealing machine, the bloody picture of Jesse from that she cut out of Christine's stomach. Ugh,
1: what is <laughs> that?
0: So she picks up a phone. There's like an old dial phone there, and she picks up the phone. And and now keep in mind, Jody's gone. So when he, she picks up the phone, there's a voice that says, "What do you want?" Was it TC on the other line? How could it be? Well, what if that's the hotline? What if she picks it up and when she needs something from TC?
1: I think it was like... Remember that phone to heaven?
0: You think it's a phone to hell? Maybe. I guess we'll find that out.
1: Remember LeBlanc and the other two that were killed? Maybe yeah. it's like a phone to like another portal, but maybe to hell this time. Wow, how
0: long ago were those two guys?
1: I know, but they had that phone, and they just picked it up, and like it was the heaven yep. phone, so like this could be the hell yep. phone.
0: Uh. Tula picks the lock on a cabinet and finds a bloody rag. She thinks it's the compact, Jesse's compact, and then she realizes that the cabinet is full of them.
1: She was way too damn nosy in there for too long. I would have have gotten the hell out of there.
0: She hears a dripping, and she looks, and there's a hose coming out from uh, the side of the bed, and it's dripping into like a spittoon or something. Yeah. And so she goes to look at it, and a hand comes out from under the blanket, and it's grandma. She's leaking. Ugh! I mean, she's got a colostomy to be bag. She probably uh, has like drippage. Uh, ew! Yeah, she runs out of the room, runs into TC, and she says, "ATC, uh, hey, uh, about your dingle, I changed my mind."
1: Oh my god!
0: TC smiles. Uh, we that go to the
1: creepy ass smile. Ugh. That deliverance. You know smile. the one that
0: guys make when you tell them you're gonna want to watch it. You want to look at their dingle? Ugh! Uh, we go to church. There's a, a guy doing one of those. Here's my life, and he's con- sort of confessing about what's wrong with his whole situation. His life is awful. He huffs glue. Addiction meeting. Yeah. He's addicted to, to huffing glue. And by the way, the, uh, that's one of my favorite online newspapers, the huffing glue. <laughs> uh, afterwards, Jesse approaches the guy and he tries to recruit him to Angelville. And the guy's like, isn't Angelville closed? And he's like, no, uh, Madame L'Angelo is alive and working. And uh, the guy says, what about the tombs? And he looked like he was excited about it. And Jesse says, no, they're not reopened. And he's like, well, you know what? If I need anything, I can just go to the Boyds. Yeah, their competitor. Jesse gets back in the truck with Jody and he says, listen, aren't, aren't you tired of doing this, driving me around, trying to recruit people? Why, why, do you, why, do you, why, why are you still helping that old lady considering what she did to Christine and whatever she, she's done to him? Yeah. And he says, help me get out of here. And, uh, and he goes, if you won't do it for me, do it for what she did to Christine. And Jody punches him in the head. So, as much as he may have been happy about things, he's still loyal. Yeah. And I thought it was a great line. He says, I'm going to get you on these days, Jordan." He goes, not today. He goes, one day I'm going to get you. He goes, not, to, not this day, whatever. Uh, tulip staring at DC's dingle we, when we cut back. Ugh. And he says, uh, take into account that there's a draft in the room. You know, shrinkage. This whole scene. Yeah. He asks if she wants to touch it, and she says, uh, no, let's not wake him.
1: Oh, my God, ew.
0: She tries to get info from him about the blood cloths, the compacts. He says, they're binding contracts, and she asks if destroying them breaks the deal. He gets mad at her, and he's like, I, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to get information from me. And uh, she's like, no. She's
1: like no. playing coy. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: He says, you know, oh, I'll tell you a story. And so he tells her this story. It's a flashback. A young couple comes on a stormy night.
1: This was a crazy scene. Yeah.
0: And uh, he, the husband, is begging for the wife's blood compact. Yeah, I guess they made a deal for whatever, and she wants out. And uh, he says, "Oh, you're not supposed to come here," but he takes it to grandma and he begs grandma. And he's, you know, Miss Marie. Yeah, and he gives everything in his pockets, all his money, his watch, whatever he has, and she gives him back the compact. Here you go. And he, he, TC, describes the story and says they were so happy they were hugging and whatever. And so, defiantly, the husband's, like, so glad that that, cur- that that curse is not on his wife anymore. He takes the cloth and he rips it in half in anger. Like, like
1: start shredding Look, it. Look,
0: we're done with this. Yeah. Rips it in half. And you see blood splatter on his back. And right then, I knew what happened. Oh. He turns around and his wife was split in half. I oh, guts
1: coming out. And her top like half
0: was alive. Shredded. And she was like, uh." Oh, oh. Then she dies. Yeah. I, can you live that long? Oh know. my
1: god, it was horrible. Ugh.
0: So TC explained to Tulip that he paid the debt, but the debt is only paid off when Miss Marie says it is. So I guess had he not ripped that in half, they would have been okay.
1: He probably just left it alone or put yeah. it in a drawer and didn't touch it. He, He'd probably be okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, so he says, Tulip, you, you let me show you let me show you my dingle. So I like you, but don't mess with Miss Marie. And Tulip says, uh, I like you, too. And uh, I think I'll touch your dingle, basically. Oh, my God. So she grabs it, and then he's, I guess she's squeezing it or whatever. Yeah. He's in a lot of pain, and he, she says, tell me how to break the curse. And he's like, unless you know magic, he goes, there's nothing he's, you there's can nothing do. There's nothing you can do. And so she's like, she gives up. She realizes he's telling the truth, and she walks away. And and she had been holding, a was it a wooden... Alligator? It
1: looked like a like a taxidermy elevate, uh, uh, alligator. It was either a
0: toy alligator or a stuffed but alligator. it had teeth. It was hardened. It was a, yeah. Maybe it was a real alligator, but but hardened. Like, yeah. The taxidermy. did
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, and it's hanging from his dingle.
1: Yeah. It's a gator dangle his dingle. I think on the his teeth dingle. got caught in the dingle. Right,
0: because later we see him pulling the hair out oh, of the... Oh, that was... Like, ah. uh, that
1: was too much dingle.
0: Yeah. Uh, Cassidy goes to Grandma and asks if she's a witch, and she says, no, I'm a healer. He goes, the, the, why haven't you helped yourself... And she says, I'm working on it. But, you know, she's eating souls, so she's trying to. Cassidy asks, now did you, I, I had to go back three times to understand what he was saying. I originally, when he asked
1: for the love spell?
0: Yeah. Now, originally when he went in, I, could, I knew he was going to ask for her help. I thought he was going to ask her to de vampire him.
1: Oh. I didn't know what he was going to ask.
0: I thought he was going to say, look, I'm a vampire. I don't want to be a vampire anymore.
1: Yeah. I thought he was gonna rat out Jesse's plan, or I didn't know what he was up no, to. No, no, I thought he was well, gonna de vampire. I know himself. exactly what was. Or
0: happen. or I thought my second choice was that to free Jesse, he would offer to bite her to let to her live, live forever. Inter-
1: live eternally? Yeah. Hmm.
0: Get rid of that colostomy bag. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Well then she'd heal fast.
0: Yeah. And anyway, he says, I want a love spell. I'm not leaving here without her for tulip.
1: Oh boy, let it go.
0: So now here's the question. Hmm. He gets the love spell in a few... Um, we'll get to that in a minute. But he gets the love spell. And he walks out of the room with it. What did he have to promise?
1: I didn't really... They didn't sh- go into that.
0: I know. We'll have to find out. But well, he didn't get it for free. Something.
1: Well, I don't know.
0: And if she has a compact on him, she at that point didn't know he was a vampire. No. Which Really. Means, uh, other than sticking a stake through his, the cloth, or putting the, I guess if you put the cloth in sunlight,
1: Maybe. There's probably not much she could do to him.
0: I mean, she could choke him. She or could light it on fire. Rip him in half, he'd get back together.
1: Yeah.
0: Lighting him on fire won't be a... He, he'd come back. No, but if she put out in the sun, it might burn him to death. That's true. Hmm. <laughs> um, tulip's in her car with her gun. Now, didn't she put the gun in the glove compartment? I thought she put the, glove, the gun in the glove compartment and the phone under the, the, the seat, and she left. I don't remember. Yeah, she kept taking out a glove pump and put it back. I yeah. thought she put it back, but we see later she has it. Anyway, um, she goes into Madam Boyd's, um, and we don't see what happens for a while. Cassidy comes out with a spray bottle of love spray. Jesse and Jody come in the house. Jody notices Cassie, Cassidy's healing again. Like he still looks better than he should. Uh, Jesse tells Grandma that the old places are run by the Boyd's. Every place they went to, the community center, every place where there's lost souls, they own the town. They own the town. She says, it's because you left, Jesse, and it's going to take time. And Jesse says, look, I need my own place. I can't live like this. And she says, if you're in such a rush, there's always the tombs. Mm. Meaning, you can go down there and, and earn your, your points back for me. And he says, that's not going to happen. And she gives him the
1: backhand. Oh, slaps him across the face.
0: She's a, she's a strong old lady. She is. Uh, he says, so anyway, uh, she says, you're going to do what you're told, or you're going to go in the coffin.
1: Oh, we remember
0: now, that. Yeah. Ugh, creepy. They're all creepy. They're all. It's me. like the monsters without the sense of humor.
1: It's like monsters means deliverance.
0: Yeah. Um. She goes. Oh, by the way, your friend Cassidy came by. He's like, for what? She's just to talk. Stir in
1: the pot.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh. T. So this is what we see. T. C. Pulling his pubes out of the toy, oh, out god. of the gator. I, I, uh. And he hears a noise outside. Cassidy kills a chicken and eats it. Oh my god. He's got his face it's all, like
1: sucking it down.
0: He's sucking down the blood, and he and so TC comes out. And he's got his face in the chicken, like he's uh, he's doing some poultry lingus on it.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, what? Oh
0: God! Oh God! <laughs> oh God. And uh, he says, "Hey man, don't don't tell anybody. Don't tell Jody." And TC hits him with a pipe, or whatever he was. Like, God, and whatever. then he's
1: like, "Jody!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he
0: say knocks him out. Uh, Jesse hears uh, uh, some noise. He goes out, and, and it looks like Jesse and Jody are stringing stringing uh, Cassidy up by his feet. And uh, he goes, Jesse, did you know he was a vampire? And Jesse's like, No, I didn't know he was a vampire. How would you not know he's a vampire?
1: Ah, uh, yeah.
0: Wouldn't you notice he couldn't go out in the sun, or that he heals, or he drinks blood?
1: So he's wearing that umbrella hat. Huh?
0: He's your buddy. You wouldn't know he's a. Come on now. So Jody says, Well, if you didn't know he was a vampire, I guess you have no objections to us hanging him up till the sun comes up. And TC's like, let's get the guns and do some target practice. Uh, and Jesse's like, Cassidy, goes, I told you it was dangerous.
1: You idiot. Yeah, I told you to leave.
0: Uh, Jesse says, no target practice. I have a better idea. Which was, uh, well, let's just cut to that. Uh, down in the tombs, uh, the, the guy from the church is there. I guess he was drunk. Or oh, they went back and got him and said the tombs are open. Yeah. Jesse puts on a top hat, and he's a ringmaster. Oh, my God. He's lead, and, and he says, This right. is when
1: shit gets so weird.
0: <laughs> and so basically what the tombs are is they have two people fight to the death. And I guess whoever dies. Like a fight club. Madame L'Angelo. <laughs> she gets their soul. Yeah. I guess that's how he would work back their their souls if he works the tombs, which he didn't want to do. Yeah. We get some people in there to, to fight. Maybe the winner gets, gets I guess, cured. Souls. Maybe that's the deal. If you win, you get cured. If you lose, yeah. you're a dead man. Uh, at the London Lodge where Madame Boyd works, Tulip tells Madam, we thought it was Madame Boyd's assistant, very yeah. young black woman. Well, that's woman, what it looked like. That she needs help getting her boyfriend out of a blood contract. Her boyfriend Rich. Now here's the thing. Last week on the season on season two, on the scenes of episode three, they showed her putting a gun in her face. So I'm like, I bet that's Madame Boyd. I you bet that's so? her Yeah. So then so they take her in the back room with candles and bodyguards, two bodyguards, and allegedly Madame Boyd. Sitting in the chair, and there's a wig, and it's dark.
1: Yeah, couldn't see her face. And I
0: and I wrote, you could see here what I wrote. Looks like a weekend in Bernie's corpse kind of situation.
1: <laughs> you just need the string to wave hello.
0: I I just felt like that's she's dead. Yeah, because because Madame Long long Yeah, she's looks like crap. And I had a feeling that the woman's dead. That
1: Miss Boyd probably looks like crap.
0: Right. But I guess she's you know, if if she's doing what she's gonna do, she's a soul stealer, she'd look good. Which she does.
1: Damn good.
0: Yeah. So uh the assistant tells Tulip. Oh, so Tulip says her name she gave a different name and she gave a different name for her boyfriend. And she tells the story about her boyfriend's trapped in this spell, needs to get him out from the spell. And the assistant, who we now know is Madame Boyd, tells Tulip, I know your boyfriend's Jesse (laughs) Leonger. And uh, by the way, hashtag Leongel. <laughs> and uh, Tulip gets up, realizing that she knows everything about her. She goes, "You're, you're, uh, she goes, you're, uh, you're Tulip O'Hare. I've been waiting to meet you." Tulip gets up, beats up the two bodyguards, jumps out the window, and someone throws her back in.
1: She gets thrown back in the room.
0: From falling on the ground, the corpse madam falls over, and it, like I said, it's just a corpse in a dead, wig. Yeah. Uh, Tulip realizes the young woman is Madame Boyd. And uh, Tulip puts a gun in her face. And that's what, the end of what we see there. Yeah. Uh, Jesse's, oh, we saw Jesse in the tombs. Okay. So that's the, how it ends. Uh, scenes from next week. Holy shit. So Tulip's <laughs> holding a gun on Madam Boy, demanding an answer to how to break the spell. Madam Boy tells her, You are not getting out of here. Obviously, she's getting out
1: of here. Uh, she's going to
0: get out. Jody tells Jesse he's going to destroy Cassidy. So whatever happens, happens after. See, that's a, that means you already know that he wins the fight. Yeah. Because then the next scene is Cassidy and fight is fighting Jesse.
1: Well, then the you tombs. know what happens.
0: Don't show me that. Because it
1: was Cassidy versus the pedophile teacher. Right. Which we didn't see the fight really start yet, but that's going to be the fight.
0: And yeah, he was missing an eye. Was that was that the pedophile teacher again? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then now you see Cowboy in an elevator riding down to minus nine on the elevator. And then Satan says, these two are threatening my expansion plans so I thought of you. So Satan is upset about two people. Now, we don't know if it's Cassidy and, and Jesse or Madame Nelange, <laughs> Angel. Maybe right that
1: up. was Satan calling Tulip on the phone.
0: Or maybe it's the Grail. Like We don't know who Satan is, yeah. is upset about, but it's two people. Yeah. It could be God and the motorcycle chick. We don't yeah. know. I'm imagining it's Jesse and Cassidy, but we don't know. Yeah. And he's hired cowboy. Oh, boy. All Saints Killer.
1: Yeah.
0: I call him Cowboy. It's just easier. Yeah, yeah. So, I can't wait for the next gonna episode. It's going
1: to be intense. It's really good this season. Like, really again, good. I don't want it to end. When it ends, I'm like, no, no, no,
0: no, Again, no, no. yeah, because it's like a year and a half. Yeah. Again, we, we love that you listen. And if you don't listen to the shows, we love you even more. We appreciate that. Go watch the shows.
1: Yeah. You'll like it. We promise.
0: You got plenty of time to catch up on Fear the Walking Dead. The Walking Dead, you got till October. Yeah. Although, Fear the Walking Dead's coming back uh, August, August 12th, I yeah. think. So you have a few weeks yeah. to at least catch up on the six, eight episodes, eight episodes from this season. Yeah. And then eventually, if you want to go back to watch the first three, it's fine. <laughs> All right. We're recording this on a Friday? Yes. Uh, we don't normally record on Friday.
1: We don't, but we did two two shows this week, so.
0: Oof, I'm worn out.
1: I'm tired. This
0: talking thing is Man, rough. Man, I know. People don't understand. I'm worn out. I know you guys, you may lift heavy boxes and cook <laughs> and get burns and cuts and risk your life with a wood chipper, but <laughs> you don't know difficult. Until you gotta sit here and talk to Jamie for an hour, hey. with all her sexual innuendos oh, and her, oh right. her her dangled touching, the dingles, dingle, dingle touching. Now, dingle no, dingle's better than a dingleberry. Uh, yeah. You don't wanna to be touching those. Isn't
1: that in your butt? Dingleberries. Not in my butt. <laughs> I don't mean. I don't,
0: your don't know why you say butt. that. butt. <laughs> you mean like your butt, like some a person's butt. butt, like you in general, not you specifically. Not
1: you specifically. Aren't no.
0: dingleberries the things you have, Brody? <laughs> No, no, not your butt. No, yeah. no. Other people's no. butts. No, here, look, I don't have anything. Other people's butts. Hold no, on, look. clean. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> no dingleberries. And I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> All right. Now, no pun intended, <laughs> oh, it's time.
1: What time is it? It's time Can to shut, shut this, this shit, shit down. down.